0: Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while. I was talking to Rian before we started, and we were talking about the uh, the last time that we recorded, and we realized the last episode was called "End of an Era." And so I was like, "Oh, Rian, I don't think we've recorded in 2020 yet." He was like, "No, the last time we recorded was definitely like two weeks ago." And then we looked at the calendar, no, it was literally a couple days before. 2020 even started so we're, we're back in the new year with well the start of a new
1: era how do you feel ryan how you been feel feel great man um i yeah i was really surprised i could have sworn we done one like two weeks ago i would have said that we did that one two weeks ago but that would have legit been after the new year like a whole week after and it wouldn't make any sense um but other than that it, pretty good i went to the uh i went to the sixers game yesterday Oh they yeah, they like the there, right? Yeah, dude. Uh it was fucking hyped, man. It oh yeah. Crying. I mean, there so ben were so many Sixers fans. All. There were so many Sixers fans and it was so great to watch uh Ben Simmons. I mean, the team actually like legit um it was a chore to watch them the first 3 quarters. Like <laughs> it was like they actually didn't start giving a shit until like 6 minutes or oh sorry, like 4 minutes left in the third quarter. They actually were just playing like literal diarrhea, and <laughs> and just we're so close in the game. They ended up taking the lead at the end of the third quarter, and then just sort of like so. Like, That's so a, amazing uh, in right, the fourth. But um, I whatever. I I was just happy that they did not lose that game because there were actually so many Sixers fans there. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw a bunch uh, of people. That went. A lot of empty seats for sure, but like so many Sixers fans damn well next time they uh, they
0: come up to New York whether they play the Knicks or the Nets then I gotta go but I was I was out of town for the weekend i I managed to get out to a lovely Airbnb on uh, there in North Jersey shout out to uh, Tess a fantastic Airbnb host um, but it was a great weekend i I did like something that I think my mom has been telling me to try for like six years now and i I told her on saturday i was like i'm gonna put my phone away for the whole weekend just to see like if i can do it and like whether or not it's worth it and i i I think i actually fully succeeded like I, i went saturday afternoon to monday morning pretty much without touching my phone um and it felt fantastic like it was a really good experience so if you ever get a weekend where you can do that then absolutely go for it what was that dude
1: what was what what was that you just, you're just complimenting that was a kind of a humble brag Ellis, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was hey, listen, listen, I'm just like applauding for not using your phone for three days yes you should that is a very yeah, hard thing to do in this day and age right. yeah because it's, it's not necessary
0: yeah okay well listen some people <laughs> don't always need to be addicted to their phones that's all okay. I'm saying okay all
1: right, hey, coming mm-hmm. at me. It's been. three weeks like, like a bit of a humble brag. It like a bit of a humble brag, but okay. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, I'm you done. Good.
0: Yeah. You want to move on, or should I? Should we wait? I'll, I'll wait until you're ready, and then we can go forward. No, we can <laughs> go. go. All, right. all right, that's fine. All right, well, we're gonna come back to you at the top of 2020 here with a bit of an update coming from both Spain and England, but. As we always do, we'll start off in the Premier League with, well, well, honestly, the last couple weeks have seen a lot of really, really good matchups, um, and a lot of different questions rise up for pretty much all the top six teams, and we kind of want to go through them here, but... I guess, Rion, let's start off with the league leaders, um, and that is Manchester. Sorry, I'm still so stuck in 2019,
1: my bad. 2019? Um, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because they won the league yeah. in
1: 2019. I'm sorry. I thought United at first. I thought that, you know, honestly, that was like 2019. We're thinking like 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry, I was thinking of the wrong uh, Manchester. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start off
0: with Liverpool and their most recent successes. Um, (laughs) They still haven't lost a game. They are still practically perfect. Um, Shocked that United are the only team to take points off them. But (laughs) where where do you stand with this Liverpool team? Like, I know we've talked about it offline about how you think they might actually be the new invincibles. I personally disagree. But why do you think that they could really go without losing a Premier League game this season?
1: Well, it, I mean, I honestly, I think that Liverpool-Tottenham um, game kind of uh, really took them to another level for me, at least, because... Well, what do you mean? I don't know. They were really not good for maybe, like, the last 20 minutes of the game. Super fair, because then Tottenham had thrown all everyone forward and, like, stopped just sitting everyone behind the ball. But I really feel like they could have been, like, at least two up at least two or three up in that game by that uh, like 70 minute mark when Lacazette came in and and wow well, one he missed probably the easiest chance he's going to get so far like, he missed from what like 6 6 yards out yeah pretty much 6 yards yeah uh, do you remember everyone's reactions on the couch watching that game too oh my god yeah for
0: for context Rion and I were watching this game together and we were watching with our friend Desmond, who's a massive Spurs fan. Um, and there were no Liverpool fans in the room, but the reactions were all the same. It was it was like, a, are you kidding we're me? We were watching
1: with – it was like four of us there. And yeah. as the ball came in and, and he's shooting at everyone – uh starts yelling. I'm sitting there too like I'm like that's a, that's a fucking goal <laughs> and he misses. <laughs> and it was amazing. And they and uh, I think son missed a, um a couple times in the second half too. But I don't know. I thought even in the moments those moments yeah were super close to giving up the league. But even in the minutes after that they would really slow it down and just kind of calm the game down. Um Sometimes we're doing fouls, of course, but I don't know that was I thought that was really impressive, and just watching since then too, um even the united game they're just really hard to beat dude they're just really, really hard to beat. I think they could definitely draw a few more games and they could drop some points, but it's really hard for me to see them losing. They broke the record for. Um, best what twenty one game start to a season for a European top five league ever. That's yeah. pretty legit. I just find it. I just find it really hard t- to see how they lose a game if people stay healthy. Of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, that's that's an aspect for all the teams in the Premier League, right? But I, the reason why I don't think that they will be an invincible team is that kind of for the exact reason that you were you were actually saying that they would be an invincible team, that during, you know, we saw during that Tottenham game that they really slacked off in the last 20 minutes of that game. But they've done that multiple times throughout the season, right? And they've been able to somehow scrap
1: their way through, whether it's it a like or, a month and a half straight, <laughs> like, in the, right. in, like in the first half of the season. Like, exactly, exactly. And, and they won they were, in, all the games, <laughs> like...
0: Right. They were able to win all those games. That's that's the shocking part that they were able to kind of I I don't want to use the term like get away with it, but in a way that they kind of did. Not I'm not trying to start a VAR debate, but you know what I mean. They they ended up getting three points at the end of the day, and that's all that matters. But eventually their luck is gonna run out because they will have more games, they will have more competitions to be playing in once the Champions League comes back their squad will be stretched a little bit granted we've seen them perform against uh, pretty much Everton's A team with their B team but i still think that at some point they are bound to slip up purely because of the number of games that they will be able they'll have to be playing at some point in the next 2 to 3 months i just it's it's hard betting on a team to say that they will be undefeated throughout the entire season in in the premier league
1: I mean, obviously, it's hard. You can't really—it's hard to bet that in any league, I think. But I think they're going to prioritize this over the Champions League. I think winning the Champions League last season means that they don't really have to go after that again, especially if it means sacrificing somehow going through 38 games in the league season to win the league and not lose. I think they're going to prioritize the league, honestly.
0: I think they will, and I think we've seen that since the beginning of the season, but I still think that they'll put maximum effort into the Champions League, right? They're still going to start their Gala 11 during their, their Champions League time with Atletico. That's not going to go away. So you're I, still going to be playing those same players.
1: Well, I, honestly, I think the first leg they could... Well, if they be, let's say they beat them like 2-0, the first leg or even 3-0 the first leg. They've like beaten by two or three goals. I think they'll rest guys in the second leg for sure.
0: Maybe. Maybe they do. Yeah, I but, think
1: they definitely would. But definitely. I,
0: I think the argument of, well, it's not necessarily a competition we want to put effort into is not the way that Klopp thinks. I don't think that Klopp actively it, makes a decision like
1: that. Oh, well, it, also depends. it also obviously depends who they're playing in the league at the same time, right? So... I don't know exactly what their fixtures will be around that time, but if they're able to have a more favorable couple uh, games like going ahead, then probably they could sit some guys in the league if they wanted to.
0: Well, I guess time will only tell. But of course, with having, what is the gap now? 18 points? um
1: it's 16 16 have the game in hand so okay so about to be 19 basically yeah Yeah, pretty much
0: so yeah that is a huge gap i don't think there is any doubt in anyone's mind that they're They're
1: going yeah they're they're gonna
0: win they're gonna yeah they're gonna win the premier league at this point Um, for sure and, and if not oh my god I think the no, no, they won't they won't they won't that's no, not no, even of course, of course it's not I'm just not even like
1: a thing but like <laughs> let's see so they play, Liverpool, they play Southampton on February 1st and then I believe the Champions League matches are mid-February and around that time they're playing Norwich and and then West Ham I mean those are one's at home and then one's away to Norwich but and then well over to Watford is their February schedule. So they could so rest in, they could rest in the in, in England and then put their maximum effort guys in the Champions League game. Sure. I i guess my my last and question on the really games, had, even even if they don't have their full eleven, probably.
0: Oh we've no we've seen that. We've seen that they're able yeah. to do that. But I guess my like my last question on Liverpool is still like if there's one team that you had to choose that'd be able to beat them between now and the end of the season, who do you think that team would be?
1: I don't know. Did they play Watford? They're not Watford. Do they play Wolves again? Maybe Wolves or it would be like a Sheffield, I think. I honestly think it would just be it would be one of like the seventh or eighth teams. I can't see how I can't see how anyone else really gets close to them. Well, they're, they're, it's funny you say. Well, not losing a game against very good team. They're not going to lose against. They they they're not going to lose against like City or someone. They're not going to lose against like City or like Chelsea or um, Arsenal. Like they're not
0: going to lose to. What was that? <laughs> that was a hard pill to say, wasn't it? No,
1: no, it wasn't, dude. I would <laughs> take a draw. <laughs> I would take a draw against them for sure. What (laughs) go to Ambo and and get a point? I would actually. I'd be very okay with that. Not very. I'd be pretty like impressed, honestly. Damn, I guess your standards are different. But uh, that's different anyway. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Coming from, coming from. I'm sorry. Was it to be able to get a draw? Or not,
0: no, we uh emphatically lost
1: yeah. in great fashion, yeah. So, um, I think you would have loved to fucking draw on that game.
0: I would have taken literally a loss. Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, yeah. um, so but yeah,
0: I think. I agree with you though on the the Wolves Sheffield thing. I do think it's going to be a team that is I don't want to say underrated, right? But in in some ways uh, overlooked um, by people on
1: paper. Right. All right. That's that's enough Liverpool for now. I, I think they're I think they're the best team in the world, and I think it's going to be extremely difficult for them to lose a game for someone to beat them, like full on beat them, not get a draw, not not like find a way to. give up an equalizer to them in like the 89th minute, like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Um, But we can move on to Leicester and Chelsea, two teams, two teams that have kind of been off the hot seat, right? Like they were doing very, very well the last time we recorded and, and prior to that. But in the last couple of weeks, ever since the turn of the new year, it seems as though both of their forms have kind of leveled out if you will. I mean, is that fair? Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. they would go to the moon for sure. in somewhat similar ways, but for kind of different reasons. I mean, lesser to be fair, I haven't had Ndidi for, I think the last couple weeks. And I don't think they're going to have him when Chelsea play them, I think in uh, another week and a half or something like that. And since they beat Aston Villa on like December 9th, it's got a stat for you here at least they've picked up the fourth least points in the league it, they're, they're sitting 16th in that table oh <laughs> so wow they're falling off like a bit <laughs> just just, <laughs> a just ever so much <laughs> like, it's it's yeah it's been tough um and obviously i think teams are just kind of playing them differently too to be fair um i think they're just not letting vardy get in behind nearly as much and they're not really able to create chances, similar to Chelsea. Actually, a team that has been just unbelievably inconsistent since that last international break. Dude. Um, since then, they are sitting thirteenth in that table. Thirteen in terms of points behind your Newcastle Uniteds, uh, Watford, Everton, <laughs> and Southampton, Everton? and Southamptons who are third since that time. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. But, um, yeah, so since then it's been really tough. They literally picked up thirteen points in eleven games or sorry, 14 points in 11 games, and they've scored 13 goals and given up 13. And there's been a lot of uh, spotlight put on their uh, strikers, obviously midfield, but also on their goalkeepers for sure. And one goalkeeper in particular, who I think you hey. he and I have defended... To one of our friends who's not a big fan of him, which, fair enough, this season he has just not been very good. I think we can both agree on that. He hasn't been good. like Extreme on, mediocre. On board, yes. Extremely mediocre. Extremely good. He's just dropped off in form. I thought he was good last season. Um, I thought he was actually good last season, to be fair. So, I think well, if <laughs> you're... Yeah. I, yeah, I think if you're really thinking, it's one of the pressing issues of this team uh, um, since that uh, last international break. It's, I, I think, I, I think this is not the segment for you, man. I <laughs> they are they since that time they've created in terms of chances. They're sitting at second best to Manchester City since that time in those last in these last eleven games, right? Second in expected goals. And at the same time, their gap between their expected goals and actual goals scored is the biggest gap in the entire league. They basically have scored eight less goals than then maybe they should have gotten more close to maybe not eight, but let's say they make half of them. And let's say they just got four more goals and they're probably better off. But they just haven't been able to finish. It's it's been really really bad, and a lot of times, not a lot of times, but a, a couple times, they really just haven't been able to like create chances against like uh, West Ham, who had a lot of injuries in that game, and their goalkeeper got injured during that game, and um, letting D- Dominic Calvert Lewin drop two goals on your head it <laughs> is also not ideal one of the goals was Kepa's fault for sure um, on the pass I mean it was both him and the defender I think but that's neither here that is actually kind of here I do think he just hasn't been good this season but I think if you're kind of putting him on your top blame game here then it would literally be like your house is on fire and you're standing in the lawn on the lawn, right? And you decide to call the plumber and yell at him because he didn't fix your toilet properly. And <laughs> you're just not worried about the house that's literally on fire in the background.
0: That's a weird analogy, but I actually get what you're saying. There's
1: a lot going on that's not working in the team, right? I mean... Today was tough, obviously. Um, they draw 1-1 to Arsenal. 2-2. After, what sorry, 2-2. My bad. Wow. 2-2. After, obviously, there was a penalty. Um, Dave Louise just <laughs> completely takes out Tammy Abraham when, who knows if he actually would have scored because there was someone in the net. So they actually could have been <laughs> a little tougher. Like it actually could have been tougher. He actually maybe could have not taken him down, but whatever he gets sent off. Um, and they've scored one goal, basically 11 v 11. Right. And this is like the 25th minute. So there's 65 more than an hour left, right in the game, and you have a one man advantage, and uh, they don't score again until the 83rd minute when it's 11 against 10. So I think that's kind of a big problem. I think the missed chances that they couldn't finish to make it two 0 before the end of the first half would have that would have basically killed the game off. In all honesty. So it. Has, it
0: sounds like the problem is more with creating chances than actually finishing them, because it does sound like they have striker slash wingers um, capable of doing that right now. No, no, yeah, no. I I think
1: when you don't score <laughs> in this, in more than one goal before the eighty third minute, right, you put yourself <laughs> in a position where if <laughs> your world class defensive midfielder pays a tribute to Steven Gerrard. To an eighteen-year-old, and he's one-on-one with your keeper, who is again, like I said, out of form, not doing great. That's really going to fuck you over if you do not score more than one goal for the rest of the game. That that is not a good a way to win the game. When you're um, when you're eleven v ten specifically, eleven v ten. When you have a man advantage, that's that's not really ideal, right? You're you are not putting yourself in a position where you actually deserve to win the game, right? Exactly. Uh, so that's the thing that's really tough man. And I think the real the real issue with Kepa right now. I mean, for today, I, I honestly first I mean, whatever first goal one-on-ones are are always 50-50s. And then really for the second goal I don't. I did not know if it was that which is fault. I. I think the fault is, and obviously, I'm always. I've always been more keen on. Um, i have been more keen on tall goalkeepers. He's a little short for me. I. I, I didn't agree with that. That's the only thing I can say, and that's the only thing I could say for that goal is that he wasn't taller. That's the only thing I could fault him for.
0: Wait, wait, anyway. wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Kepa's too short for you. Is he six one, correct? Okay. So are you saying you want Courtois back?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Not him, obviously. <laughs> but I'm saying you know, the only problem the only thing you can get upset with him on that is that he wasn't six five. That's pretty much it. Okay, sure. I get I guess but yes. He has, like, been, like... he has not been good. And I think and the and the problem is he hasn't won points for the team. That's that's the real thing. He has not won points for the team, and you want I think, a great I think goalkeeper to win points for you. Sometimes he, you want him to save you. Like he kind he did in the one in the waffle game when they let the goalkeeper almost score on them, uh, but that's the only time that I think he's won points this season for sure. Right, and I think I think that's actually the the crucial thing. Yeah, um, you want your great goalkeeper to-, to do that, but the t- but like. At the core of it, they don't deserve to win these games because they don't finish the chances. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that is very fair. But it's I great do they're creating that, them, though. It's great they're creating them. Cha- the chances it's the players are just not fine. good enough. The players are just not good. They're just some of them are just not good enough at finishing. It's fine. I think
0: my personal opinion is that they they're fine at finishing, but I think their chance creation translation is pretty
1: bad. Yeah, they're yeah, great, runham it cuts in from the left, and only two things are happening. Right, <laughs> oh, <laughs> only oh, two things are happening. He's cutting in, and he's <clears throat> obviously curling it, trying to curl it in whichever corner. Right, and so, and when it pulls off, it looks fucking sick dude every time ah, every time okay. it never doesn't look sick it never doesn't look sick it, like, I, I will never ever be against that they always look sick but the other 97 percent of the time it will not work and just get <laughs> blocked and so when the defense collapses on him and he cuts in like that he's like oh, okay whatever i'm not taking the shot and what you want him to do is sometimes at least look for someone else making a run into the inside. But no, he plays it out, plays it and just switches it. It's fuck it, switches. And so no chances are being created in that central area from just about anyone. In that like central, that like area right behind the box in the middle. No chances are being created there at all by the team. So that's pretty tough. Yeah, that is very brutal. And the but options for someone, too, is n- like non existent on the team. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fair. I do think that yeah. we saw a team that's capable of actually reaching kind of the heights that they want to, irrespective of what Keppa's form is, right? We still saw that when they were really really strong and in form a couple of weeks ago so i'm yeah it's like a couple of
1: months ago it's like a couple of months ago at this point honestly yeah it's been like even, even that
0: but yeah. I, like the players haven't changed nothing's really changed there so i do think that this is more of a problem with a different area of the field rather than the defense or the goalkeeper like the, the overarching problem but i do think that yeah kepa hasn't been on form that's very valid um but there are more immediate concerns that can be addressed in order to mitigate the actual wins and losses being incurred right now?
1: Yeah, no, I think yeah. I mean I think there's no obvious third best team in in the league. And I think for more or less Leicester, Chelsea, United, Arsenal and Tottenham are like all the same team. But are so fragile <laughs> in terms of yeah. what could happen. <laughs> I guess Leicester is the least fragile, and that's even more embarrassing for the other three. So Right Right.
0: That's that's actually kind of a good point. I didn't think about that. But we can we can go ahead and move on to the, the next couple of topics that we have for the Premier League. And of course, switching over to the other side of the city, Arsenal have a new manager, as we all know, but I don't know how's he, how's he been doing relative to what we expected from from Arsenal and Arteta
1: so far. Um, I think the, the organization is very obvious. Like they're they're pretty pretty compact when they when they don't have the ball. They're like surprisingly surprisingly like very well organized that way. Yeah, and then. obviously is more coherence in their um, attack now for sure Um, and they're playing Pepe they're doing it they're playing Pepe Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette and Ozil all at once when they're healthy but it's interesting I don't know They're, they're not creating like crazy amount of chances all oh, honesty. They're, they're creating better uh, okay. chances than they had. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. That they had before yeah. they just picked four. <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, well, I mean, they just didn't play those four together that much. And I thought playing those four together would mean that they play, would I mean you we were going all out for it. But, like, they're, they're really organized defensively too I don't know it's I'm, it's not like a criticism at all but it's it's just interesting
0: well do you think that they're capable of getting back into let, let's say
1: top six to start for when for the end of this season oh no wait end of this top six end of the season huh? these are currently what in nine top six end of the season they're 10th they're tenth, okay. Uh, they're ten points off fourth. Uh, so by so that, I mean I guess they're three. They're four points off sixth. So I guess they can finish top six. Yeah, sure. Why not? They can finish top six. Why not?
0: I think mean, the question then becomes: Are they able to actually develop some sort of consistency between now and the end of the season? Because they don't, they don't have a lot going for them out. Like, quite frankly. Well, I, no, let me repeat that. I don't think that they're a bad team, but without the consistency of getting a couple of good games where they actually get three points, I think they're a very, very average team. <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think some of it, like, he can't help some of it, dude. He can't help. Exactly. Some exactly. of it. <laughs> <laughs> He can't. No, I literally can't blame him for half the stuff that's he going can't. on. He can't. You can They need time. They all need time. I mean, well, we said that, right? I guess Jesus Mourinho need time. Oh my gosh. I can't believe be actually like this. Like they're going to be disgusting. Not in a good way. Like next season, like disgusting team. I can imagine Spurs. Of course.
0: Well, I would honestly say, yeah. Actually, I would agree with you. I was gonna say both, but no, I can see Arsenal doing well next season. But
1: if they I'm, like, they're not actually gonna like spend. They're not gonna spend, spend. But like, that if they if they're not spending, spending, they're gonna they're gonna be really more like um, Real Mourinho players. If you, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. I do. I do. But I actually like, do think they're going to be of like that. a hazard <laughs> type of of uh, of flair, right? Yeah, is that. Yeah. They they wouldn't be trying to get that. I do think that they
0: will offload a good number of players though in the summer. And I think Arteta will kind of get what he wants in
1: a in a team. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I yeah, I really don't I would be very interesting to see what happens with Aubameyang at the, in the summer. Oh, that I mean, if you ask Jay, um, I think before
0: Emery was sacked, um, he was telling me that he thinks he was going to go. Um, but now, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of found his footing a little bit more with Arteta. He's
1: um, playing like, left back sometimes. It's, this is what I'm saying. It's so interesting that like they're playing. They're really playing yeah. all those dudes together. But like he. he he does like def- a lot of defending, too. I don't know. It's interesting. And I think Arteta appreciates
0: his work rate, which is why he's putting him all over the place at the, at the ripe young age of, what, 30, 31 that he is now. So, yeah, I, I think that Aubameyang might actually end up sticking around. But my opinion is that Arteta's is doing a good job for what he has, but I think he will do a better job come next season because I think he'll get the pieces that he actually wants in a team. Hopefully, fingers crossed that he actually gets the pieces that he wants.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. I think they'll be good next season. I think they'll be pretty good. I think the Leicester thing, it'll be cool, but we kind of know how this goes. They're losing at probably two players in the summer, at least, right? They At got least, like four, yeah. They've got like four or five that are very good and, and could be on any other team, whatever. It even it like could be like squad players on any other like big team or something like that, right? For and, sure. And they'll have to play in the Champions League next season. Like, whoa! What do you mean they'll have to? they they'll they'll be top four this season. Arsenal. No, Lester, dude. Oh, 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 Lester! I heard Arsenal again. Okay, I was gonna say, whoa,
0: slow down. But yes, (laughs) if you're talking about Lester, I do agree with you. (laughs) I thought you were just talking about Arsenal. (laughs) No, that's fair. No. no. But do you want to um, move on to another team that's been doing pretty
1: well? Oh yeah, speaking of Lester, who who did horrible things to this team. (laughs) <laughs> um, a few months ago beating them 9-0 nothing. against 10 men and Lester have kind of been skirting on a couple of results that they've had that just like ballooned their um, goal difference Be- beating I think I've said this before too beating Newcastle 5-0 and then beating uh, Southampton with 10 men 9-0 both teams yeah. against 10, both against 10 men but anyway since then Southampton have shot up to ninth and and I don't know what that says about the league. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what do you mean? Um, wow, they shot in tonight. I mean, because they shot in I, I mean, mean it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment. I should actually... Let's, let's give them credit first. Amazing accomplishment because... One, I never thought they were, like, one of the three worst teams in the league. And, and like, if they would have gone down, that would have been really sad because, like, their players are at least, like mid table quality. Yeah. Um but yeah I mean I guess since that time like Bournemouth have shot way down. Um Watford did get out of the out of 20th place for like the first time at some point. Um and now yeah yeah they're 19th now and Norwich are really falling uh pookie it's really sad <laughs> it's sad and they can't score they can't really score they they play very nice but they can't score so it's just tough it must be nice
0: having really good players that can't actually accomplish what you need
1: <laughs> it's pretty tough it's pretty tough i mean there's they're <laughs> yeah. really bottom three in creating chances so i guess fair enough right like, right exactly but, like, Newcastle's in 13th, dude, and I hate the team so much. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I, I will say...
0: for like. Now, for everyone listening, I do have to say, ever since, what was it, last weekend when we watched the Liverpool-Tottenham game, I've heard Rion say how much he hates Newcastle at least six to eight times since then, of which five to seven of those times were during that game
1: for no reason. <laughs> They just don't play, man. They just don't try to play. It's just, it's very really annoying to lose to them. Man. It's really annoying. That's true. Yeah, that's that's, that's actually very that's fair. It's really annoying.
0: I think they're one of many teams that I'd be annoyed to lose to if I were in the Premier League or my team was in the Premier League. But yeah. I do. I mean, we have to. We have to shout out Southampton for,
1: yeah, for what they of course, of course. Do. yeah, yeah. And um, good on on Ralph Hudson Hoodle, dude. Who yeah. was Leipzig's coach, and then got booted for Nagelsmann, and then went to Southampton, which is like pretty good for Southampton. So it just goes to show that
0: all all good things start in uh, in Germany, and I guess we'll we'll get to Germany in a little bit and yeah. the and the Bundesliga, but we'll save that for for the end of the podcast, of course. But, but with that, let's uh, we're gonna go ahead and I guess take a quick break before we come back and talk a little bit more about some uh, some of the football going on in Spain. All right, we are back talking a little bit of Spanish football, switching over to the other side of the continent, where we'll start off with pretty much the news that I've been wanting to talk about for about a week's time now. It's approaching a week. If not, it has been about seven days now. Um, I never thought I would see this day, Rian. I truly, truly never thought I'd see this day. Do you know what happened a week ago? Do you?
1: Hey, you, Do said you? He wasn't, you said he wasn't going to get fired this season, bro. You're a hack. <laughs> are you? Are you seriously doing this right now? <laughs> This is the last
0: thing I want to hear, but I will take it as cold cold as hell. That's such a (laughs) cold take. He said he (laughs) won't get fired this season. Listen, you can say whatever you want. I'm glad I'm wrong. But Ernesto Valverde is no longer the coach of Football Club Barcelona. He has been let go by the Barcelona board. And Kike Setien, the former Real Betis manager, is in fact the new coach for Barcelona and that spells a lot of change for the team but the first thing I do want to say um, is that I throughout this entire saga of letting Valverde go debating whether or not he should go to finally letting him go and then hiring Kike Setien was handled in possibly the worst possible way by the Barcelona board I think they did the entire club a disservice by treating Valverde the way he did despite, you know, how fans might think of him, what have you Um, practically going over, under and around him in every way possible to secure a new hire um, was just the wrong way of doing things. Um, So I do want to preface it with that, but I will (laughs) thank Saul from Atletico Madrid for ending our Supercopa run at one game. (laughs) (laughs) and leading to the imminent departure of Valverde, because I do think that this is the best thing for the club moving forward. And I do think Kike Setien is the, is the manager with the right type of mindset and style that I would like to see this Barcelona team play with, because I think they have the quality to, but I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced of him as uh, an overall manager of players. Rather than the tactical side, uh, that kind of remains to be seen, in my opinion.
1: But overall, I love Barcelona, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does,
1: and I'm happy him. What do you mean? Oh, That's I'm Does he love Messi? Oh, you can be a manager. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's actually a very simple application process. <laughs> That's like applying to college. Yeah, if you have the uh the set prereqs in mind then you you're pretty much in. But no, I I don't know. I I'm excited for this new this new kind of era, right? Like he's he's someone who believes in the the Kreuth mentality, the way of playing football stylistically, possession-based football with control. And all those things are emphasized in his last managerial stint at Real Batiste, where you know he had one of the highest win percentages yeah. um, for the team in history. And so I think that he is a very smart and intelligent manager. I'm very interested to see how he manages this squad, because I think we've seen a lack of physical preparation. We've seen a lack of mental preparation, which I think is also important, um, that Valverde were, was not able to institute but I do think that Kike Setien will be able to do that. We even saw that, uh, like I think it was the day after he was hired, the, the team was scheduled to have a day off and he scheduled a double training session that day. And it's just that kind of mentality, that dedication to the sport, to the team, to, to the fans, all of that is coming out in his, in his managerial process. And and I do like that attitude. That's one of the things I really, really like about him.
1: Okay. I mean, You got got what you want, dude. You got what you want, man. I did. You got your manager gone. You got Suarez out for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a bummer. Everything. everything, (laughs) Hey, this is what you wanted, man. You got everything you wanted. Sorry. (laughs) This is what you wanted. You asked for for Alberto to be gone. You said Suarez was a fat fuck, dude. you, You got what you wanted. I have I, guess, a feeling, I guess I guess this should go great for you guys now. You should easily cool. walk to the league. Oh, I don't know
0: about that. <laughs> that's that's one of the things I really don't know because we are tied with Real on points. And one of us is going to slip. Up. Actually, both of us will slip up between now and the end of the season. Right. But I'm scared about where we are in the league at being tied on points because There, I think, is a larger probability of us messing up versus Real Madrid between now and the end of the season, which is why I think the Clasico in March, or the beginning of March, March 1st, I think it is, um, will be super important in determining who wins the league. Um, But yeah, someone's going to mess up, and if I had to put money on it, I'd put it on Barcelona because we have a new coach, we have a new style of playing. It may not work 100% of the time, but it's it's a work in progress, and that's why I'm I'm not really sure what success would look like for the end of the season. I w- I still think we're capable of winning the league, so I would still w- expect that in a way. Um, but other competitions, I'm I'm decreasing my expectations
1: a little bit. Well. <laughs> I mean, Real they're just going to get better as the season goes on. Or, I mean, they have been getting better, actually. Is yeah. <laughs> not even like, I guess we can't say that. I think they'll get a lot better from now, but they've gotten better. Um, and they're a lot harder to beat now. And they, uh, yeah, they've yeah, they had some clean sheets recently. The goalkeeper's done all right. And um, <laughs> not they're, not they're their, their midfield has been very good and their is really very good um I don't know they they seem really strong they seem really strong or a lot stronger than they did like two months ago oh honestly um obviously they so they seem like they're kind of starting to get Jovic more involved um obviously Hazard's still injured correct so he is, yeah. He should be
0: coming back soon, but it's been it's been a while since his injury. I think like over the time they expect him to be out, so I'm I'm actually not sure what's going on with that. Um, but irrespective of that, they've still played really well, and I have to shout out to Dan for kind of tinkering with their formation to kind of include Jovic in in the mix uh, while Benzema kind of got some rest here and there. Uh, he kind of changed to, like a three-five-two ish, like kind of like. Formation um, or four four two of sorts um, to kind of leave Jovic alone up top, um, flanked by pretty much all midfielders, um, which included Isco and Valverde and and uh, you know the normal three. Um, so he's pretty much giving Jovic an enormous supporting cast and saying, "Well, good luck." Um, and he's he's done okay. He has an assist, um, but I think the expectations. Are higher for him in terms of goal scoring, um, but he hasn't really fully found his mold just yet. But I do think at some point he will.
1: Well they're they're they they don't have a problem scoring goals. That's that's not. I mean, when everyone's healthy, that's really not going to be where their problem is. And, and the problem would have been, I thought, their midfield, but they Valverde has come in and actually one the of their best players, one, but also stabilized, I think, the rest of like, the midfield there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, here's the thing with Alverde, right, he's the type of profile that he's, he's like the most typical box-to-box midfielder in the world, and so, mm-hmm. y- y- what do you get out of him? You get someone who's a workhorse, you get someone who will run till the end of time. Vidal, dude. Yeah, yeah, in a way, he like, is Real Madrid's version of Arturo Vidal, and but but he is just as technical as Arturo Vidal, right? He has the type of skill set required to be a Real Madrid player, which is why Zindane Zidane has trusted him so much. But with that being said, he's still he's he's Uruguayan to the core. He is hot, more hot headed, um, definitely prone to rash decision making at times, and there's a lot he needs to work on on craft in his game, but. I think he's a good player. I, I think he's more of a system player than anything, in, to use the Tom Brady cliche, but I think that he he's a good squad player to have. Um, I don't know if he'll be a starter for the foreseeable future for Madrid, but he is someone who I would certainly not want to sell if I were them.
1: No, no, of course not. Um, it, it seems like he might end up being the reason they don't go after... Some midfielder, some other midfielder, honestly.
0: That's actually a good point. I mean, th- there were talks about Van de Beek um, from Ajax going to Real Madrid over, well, last summer and now this upcoming summer. Um, There's rumors about some sort of agreement in the last couple of weeks, but yeah. given given what they have right now, I'm not sure what they're going to do in the summer. I'm interested to see if the Euros will play a big part in their their transfer strategy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I actually don't know what's going to happen with their, the transfer speculation. That's, that's an interesting question.
1: Yeah, it is tough. I don't know. I don't know. I, they might not have to go after Pogba, but I think they will go after Pogba.
0: I, I think they definitely <laughs> go
1: after Pogba. Yeah, but him.
0: Without a doubt, actually, I do think they will go after him.
1: But if you're talking like, yeah, maybe a Van de Beek. Maybe like some number 10 they they wouldn't go after. I don't know. Uh, another number it? 10 at Real Madrid. Just what they need. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they don't have enough. Right.
1: I mean... But I, can see them. I know
0: I can fully see them doing that. <laughs> it's it's very much in their blood to go for a number 10 when they don't need one. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: But with that being said, um, Kike Setien, I do want to say one last thing on him. Um, has kind of made a point that the youth, the Barcelona youth players uh, will be getting their time um, if they so deserve it, which for me is a great sign, not just because it's the youth and La Masia is getting a chance, but I think it puts pressure on the first team players to actually step their game up, which is not something they've kind of been forced to. They've almost felt entitled to the roles you know, as starters, what have you, in the, in the team. Um, but I think now with the pressure kind of being put on them to show up for a new manager to actually, you know, achieve what they need to achieve. Yeah, I think I think we're going in the right direction as a team. And I just I hope that End can right the ship a little bit moving forward. So best of luck to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, does have Messi, so he'll be able to win some- <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. I mean Alaska yeah. won two league titles, so like I mean, what a- Alright, let's know. let's relax.
0: <laughs> let's let's relax. But yes, um there is one team in Spain, however, that doesn't have their own version of Messi, and they kinda thought they were getting it in João Felix, but they have not so far and that's atletico madrid um they have a massive goal scoring problem um they they have created chances or been able to put the ball into the final third but they just have not been able to actually score goals it's the most bizarre thing like joe felix has been kind of out of form for a couple of months now um granted he is still a teenager or did he turn 20 i forget if he just turned 19 or if he turn 20 but he's very young either way and they've kind of put a lot of pressure on him to be the next Griezmann if you will um and he's not that right now he has the potential to be but he's not there yet and so they have a massive striker problem and given that Murata and Jao Felix are not getting the job done it looks like Atletico might be going for Edison Cavani
1: Oh, that that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean that I mean that would I don't know what that would do. That wouldn't help them win the league. They're not they wouldn't win the league with him. That's I don't think he's like
0: I wonder if I that's mean, a thought process though. Like I, I genuinely wonder if they think that if they if they sign a top class striker that they'll be able to actually contend for the league. Because they're not that far off right now, but I I'm not sure what they would try and accomplish with a top top striker i guess they need the goals either way so you kind of need a striker like that but they have to be clear in setting out what they want to achieve here
1: yeah no you're right obviously i mean he would obviously solidify them finishing in the top four if, if that's what they were worried about oh yeah um, um, For sure. I mean they they, they they're I guess they could be decently worried because they're only two points off at a fifth, so yeah would um, we'll solidify that i think I think you i think you would i think that's kind of the reasoning for you see like uh Chelsea being linked to him right or um or united because United are still just <laughs> are still just six points off fourth i mean i'm not I wouldn't think that many would put money on United finishing in the top four but still you know if they had Edison Cavani you know with Rashford out for two to three months like that makes sense and it would make sense for Atletico Madrid too if they feel like they're not getting enough up top um, and maybe they're able to yeah. play Jao Felix in a more you know number 10 role if, if it's like Morata and Cavani up front or something or if he's playing yeah. and Cavani who knows right yeah, I can actually
0: 100% see that working. Like a 4-2-3-1 of sorts. Um, or maybe not a 4-2-3-1, but some sort of system where you have Jao Felix playing behind us in Cavani. I can absolutely see that working. Um, I'm I'm just concerned more so that it's their investment in Jao Felix that doesn't seem to be paying off right now. But of course, he has several years to grow. But I would want to see... Generally, just more goals coming out of this Atletico Madrid side because they are a good side, but this is the same side that just lost to Ibar over the weekend 2-0 and they had nothing to show for. And so they need to step up their performances in the attacking third because, quite frankly, like defensively they're solid, but they can't... like The, the attackers cannot be... <laughs> doing as poorly as they are and they just simply cannot they're not doing their job properly um and I would not want to be in that locker room with Diego Simeone after each one of these games
1: yeah I mean it's amazing they scored 22 goals this season like that's exactly that's (laughs) that's
0: that's, ridiculous
1: yeah it's it's pretty tough man they're 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 sitting in the air Mallorca has has scored the same amount of goals (laughs) um and then you have Osasuna scored more than them, which is pretty tough too. But right, yeah, you know, th- they even with that, they're they're fourth in expected goals, but um, <laughs> just have the largest margin between their expected goals and actual goal scores. They have twenty two goals. Their expected goals is at thirty three point seven six. It's you know they just haven't finished. They have actually like created a lot, not a lot of chances, I guess. But like they've created good chances it seems like just about every time they have a shot they're usually pretty close to the goal so i mean yeah. i don't know i i guess you know it's, it's just they're not finishing that's i think you can really put it that simply yeah they're an expected point so like it, it's it's not the defending we knew that no it's definitely not but
0: the team that i guess kind of Uh, I I don't know, I don't think solidified this at all, but did really do them a solid and and knock them out of the most recent competition that is the Spanish Super Cup was Real Madrid. And I will have to say, based on what Rion is making me do here, I'm not doing this on my own accord. He's making me say this, but Real Madrid did win the Spanish Super Cup in Saudi Arabia uh, about almost two weeks ago now um, in the new format that will see the Super Cup stay in Saudi Arabia for the next couple of years Um, and there's been a large debate about how that will affect Spanish football whether Spanish competition should be played abroad, things like that Um, but ultimately Real Madrid did win and the interesting part of this new two game fixture um, or competition is that the two teams that didn't actually win a trophy in Spain last year were the two teams that were in the final um, and that was Atletico and Real um, of course, Barcelona winning the league and Valencia winning the Copa del Rey, um, but we saw Real Madrid win. Uh, of course, they did. So, I'll I'll leave it at that. Rian, are you happy? Are you happy now? Because
1: Amanda a be just. No, dude, dude, money is really powerful, man. Money is right. really really powerful. Obviously, that's why they were in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> money is extremely powerful, dude. But, in all honesty, dude, they, you know, the legend helped them out, dude. Ernesto Valverde just really, really helped them out. Yeah,
0: it's actually the one thing that I took away outside of football, which, by the way, was Barcelona. He's a
1: legend. I'm sorry. Valverde or Ernesto Valverde? No, no, no. Madrid's Valverde, of course. Oh my god!
0: Whatever. I, I, fine. He got a red card to quote unquote save his team, even though Morato was definitely not going to score. Congrats, if Perhaps he wasn't
1: going to score. Perhaps,
0: most likely not. But like, <laughs> oh. fine. He showed some heart. He showed some courage. The one thing I do want to highlight is that when Ernesto Valverde stepped onto the pitch and had his name announced by the 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 comp. In the stadium in Saudi Arabia, all of the Saudi Arabia, Saudi um, Barcelona fans are booing him. And that, I think, is what started the downfall of Ernesto Valverde between then and when he was fired. And so I guess maybe it's a good thing that it's in Saudi Arabia, at least for me.
1: Yeah, at least, at least for you. There you go, man.
0: <laughs> Just for <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, yeah, that's literally that's it. Literally,
1: yeah. Uh, man.
0: But yeah, that, that, another, trophy,
1: another trophy for Zinedine Zidane. He's still not lost in a final. Was he 9 for 9, dude? Yeah, that's actually crazy
0: that he is 9 for 9 in, in finals as a manager. So um, I have to give him a shout-out for that. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, no, that's like – that's some kind of Alex Ferguson shit, dude. But
0: <laughs> – but, <laughs> hey, Don't talk. Thank you.
1: World. I'm not saying Let's, I'm not saying he's that good, but it, it's it is very impressive. I'll give uh
0: No a hundred percent. It is very impressive. Shout out to him for it. But that kinda wraps up the major news in Spain as of recently. Of course, the next big, big, big game um of uh I guess going on in Spain is really the Champions League matches that are coming up, um, before the class go on March 1st. So we'll be around for those and look out for any news there. But I know that Rian, Vlad, before we kind of wrap up the pod, I know you love German culture. I know you love Germany as a country. And of course, you love how well the Bundesliga is doing this time around. Do you want to explain to us exactly why you are so happy that the Bundesliga is, well, maybe one of the best leagues in the world right now in terms of entertainment?
1: Well, I mean it's not really that hard, dude. I mean, they score, there's a lot of goals. Oh, no, no, don't worry about. It. Kind of of are... <laughs> no, no, no. But like there's a lot of goals in the league. You know they average like three goals a game, so that obviously is great. They're averaging almost four. They're averaging almost four goals from the nine matches so far, um, just on the weekend. And generally, they sit around like three goals a game. So you see a lot of goals for sure, but also there's a lot of American players there, so that's also a reason why I watch it. But it's got a really really fun like title race this season. So. You have Bayern, who's actually not in first this time, which is, which is I know, very, very surprising to you, Elias, because you thought it was as easy as winning in Spain, but obviously not. You have, oh, my God. <laughs> you have you, no, but you have RB Leipzig literally leading by four points this season, and you have Dortmunds sitting in fourth, seeing seven points off, and they just had the most... Like very Dortmund game actually with like really really bad defending, um but can still kind of score a lot. Um They had a debut from Erling Holland, who obviously Elias remembers from <laughs> from uh, Red Bull Leipzig because they actually. How like, could I forget? Yeah, because they actually like kind of played tough against Liverpool at Anfield, but <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you watch wantingly. Clearly. <laughs> But um no, so there so he came on when they were down 3-1 and scores a hat-trick in 20 minutes. And he's actually kind of a robot, pretty much. Like he scored on his first two shot or his first two shots, and then uh the, the third one was just a really good finish. So Yeah. No, he I mean of course he's on fire.
0: Like, come on. He you can't you can't step into a, a Dortmund team as a sub when you're down two goals, turn it around, and then win the game for your new team that you just got signed to, and then, well, completely turn the game on its head and and not and not get hyped for it, right? Like you can't you just, that it, it was it was truly incredible to watch.
1: Yeah, no, I mean dormant are just so weird dude when they the goals they concede are just so f- comical most of the time um they had one from trying to play out of the pack naturally and um and give up a goal but Augsburg scored a really good second goal actually but either way they they're really i, I still don't think though i don't think they'll win the league um i don't remember if i thought if i said i thought they would or not but I, uh, I, mean, I think I, think was, I actually I think did. No, did. Definitely, yeah, I, I definitely did. Actually. I definitely think they would, yeah. I definitely did. Um they just still don't they just still are really like not great defending. That that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah,
0: that's actually very true. But, but I, I don't know how well the rest of the Bundesliga is at uh at defending, but
1: fair Uh, enough I I think that it's kind of like a lesser of two equals yeah fair enough everyone's at least everyone has at least given up 20 goals so so everyone's (laughs) averaging giving up a goal a game but like you know whatever whatever dude it's more fun (laughs) yeah whatever
0: it's more fun for us yeah that's fine I'm okay with it but I'm sure the Bundesliga will be even more exciting down the stretch because I don't Quite frankly, I don't actually know who's going to win the Bundesliga. I I personally don't want to make a pick, even though you have. I I'm just going to enjoy it for the ride,
1: hey dude. And I mean, Leipzig are really really good. Like that. All this being said, they are really good. They're they're sitting in first. So, um, I think I still. I think I said for them, I thought they could go very far in the Champions League at least. And be somewhat similar to like ix list last season but I think yeah like, i think we both like picked them to, to go through I think yeah. really they're actually very good so absolutely i think we both like
0: i was saying like picked them to go through the pass around the 16 to the quarters so yeah they're they're better maintain that level in Bundesliga because i want to keep watching them so good luck to them the rest of the way but with that i think that wraps up the uh the pod so far and so With that, Rion, I'm glad we could finally do this after, well, over three weeks of not doing one. But we will talk to you guys very soon with some more updates from England, Spain, and the rest of Europe. Take care, everyone. Thanks, guys.